power. Our LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go. We got a fun hump day live stream lined up for you. I do want to start off with a huge bit of news from Brian Kelly earlier today at the teleconference. It is confirmed that J.K. Johnson, the transfer from Ohio State who had a leg fracture before the season, he says that J.K. Johnson will likely not return until December, which essentially means J.K. Johnson is out for the year, right? So obviously early December is when the SEC championship game is. I guess at that point, there's really is no point for him to even play. Also today, Brian Kelly says that John Emery is in a much better place this year than he was last year, both mentally and physically. Now, what I want to show you to start tonight's live stream is one very interesting nugget that he also shared that Caleb Jackson could be in line for more playing time. Okay, so this is in the teleconference right here uh, from Koki Riley, and this right here is AYS. Brian Kelly said on Caleb Jackson that he has made really good progress. He'll play again this week and that they have been making steady progress in a deep, talented room. My biggest thing is Caleb Jackson on kickoff return. As you guys saw in the PHL film study, he was close to actually returning one versus Grambling. It was his own guy that actually tackled him to start the game. Go back and watch the play. If you don't want to watch the play, just check out our PHL film study. And also, in other news, shout out to Angel Reese and Livy Dunn being on the cover of Sports Illustrated. That is some really good stuff. Also, the LSU baseball schedule was released a little bit earlier today. And obviously, that's not as important as a college football schedule uh, because obviously – the games matter so much more in college football, but there were obviously all the SEC games. I think they are going to Tennessee this year, and I know a lot of you love you, so Tony Vitello, right? So obviously this is the Wednesday live stream. Thursdays and Tuesdays we go a little bit longer at 8.15 Central, but this is for all the people on the East Coast that are fans of PHL who say it's too late at night when you start your live stream this is what we do. I want to be as accessible to each and every one of you. Now, um, from this point forward for the rest of the season, when we play a marquee team or a power five team, be on the lookout on Wednesdays. We are going to be dropping film studies on the opponents. Okay. I have already released my film study for Mississippi State. That is also on the PHL YouTube channel. And I do feel Mississippi State is an ordinary team. This is not a special team by any stretch of the imagination. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, isn't that normally what Mississippi State is? 
somewhat true, but normally I feel as if there is one bonafide NFL player on their team. What I will tell you is even though they did lose Emmanuel Forbes, their best corner, their best player, and they did lose Tyrus Wheat, one of the best box SEC defenders, while they may not have spectacular talent, they are really good. Okay, They are very good. Um, Not special. They're not special anywhere. I do see holes, though, and I feel as if this could be the Harold Perkins game. Last year versus Mississippi State was also the Harold Perkins game, the game that he broke out. The offensive linemen for Mississippi State are not the best pass blockers in the world, and I feel as if we can get around them. And not only is the left side of the offensive line the same as it was last year, it is the same left side of the offensive line that got tore up a little bit by Arizona this past weekend. And that's what we talked about in the film study. Rarely from year to year do you see that much continuity on both sides. This sets up really well. Now, the downside is we don't have B.J. Ojolari. And he has been a little bit bigger of a loss, I think, than a lot of us imagined. We all knew he was good, but he was such a great freaking player for us last year and we have struggled to replace his production and his versatility um but check it out this mississippi state team is really freaking solid okay jaquavius marks their running back is a very good running back he's not special you're not going to look at him and think darius geis leonard fournette jeremy hill or anyone like that you will look at him and 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 you'll say okay that's a Ty Davis price back there. That's a really, really good running back. And he is crafty. I also think Mike Wright, the backup quarterback out of Vanderbilt, could be used some in this game. But uh, we shouted out Skipper in the video. Even though Mississippi State is a little bit more run base, and Will Rogers only threw 17 total passes versus Arizona. I think Mississippi State's going to look at this film from LSU and say, hell, we should try jump balls too. Now, Mississippi State doesn't have a jump ball receiver on the outside. Last year, they had Ra-Ra Thomas. The year before, they had a guy named Makai Polk. Uh, They don't really have one of those guys, but they do have breathing organisms, and they're going to say, hey, everybody's been catching on the LSU defensive secondary. Why don't we try to do the same thing? The next thing I would bring up at the rewatch of the Mississippi State game earlier today and putting together this film study is, goodness gracious, Jaden Daniels was so freaking good in that fourth quarter last year. He was so freaking good. Throwing the football, he was very confident. Running the football, he was very confident. But the first three quarters were not good. They were not good from Jaden Daniels. Lots of missed throws. Uh and, and that just can't happen. You know, last year you could say, well, it was only the third game of the season. Now we, we got to see those throws made. You, you can't have the high volume of missed throws like we did last year and leaving points on the board because you have to be honest about last year's game versus Mississippi State. We were very fortunate to win that game. It took a lot. Mississippi State dropped a thousand passes. They were on the back end of a back-to-back road game. We all know that stat. I've hammered it to you a thousand times over. And it was a muff punt. 
They 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 muffed the punt, Slade Roy spooked the punt returner, made the recovery, and the game wasn't ever the same. They got tired, they were down on themselves, they didn't handle adversity well. But for the first three quarters of that game, outside of a really good two-minute drive to end the first half, our offense was painful to watch. And now we're in the spot where after that game, it was half of the time the LSU offense looked absolutely amazing, and then the other half of the time they looked not good at all. We need to be great. We need to put together a four-quarter game. And our run block was really good versus Grambling. Jaden was phenomenal versus Grambling. But now we need to have fourth-quarter Jaden show up for the full game versus Mississippi State. We got to have our fourth-quarter offense versus Mississippi State, the Grambling offense versus Mississippi State. We need to see that. And if that means starting Lance Hurd, if that means giving Caleb Jackson more carries, if that means benching Kyron Lacey in favor of Chris Hilton, do it. Do it. Okay? So we, we've got to really bring it for all four quarters and not play the style that we played last year. Just one half, we're good, and then the other half, we're not. One quarter, we're good, and then the other quarter, we're not. We, we have got to play better football. We just do, no matter the result, okay? Um, so, yeah, now, as you guys know, I normally start with everything I have to say uh, in the first five to ten minutes, and now we get to all your comments. You guys know what to do. If you super chat and we get to $100, guess what? We're going to give out another Brian Kelly card. This has been a very hot item, and uh, yesterday, Cole, Won it. So congratulations. We say hi to Epic Shorty, Tyler, LA Mom, Dante, our latest patron. He is currently watching while he also supports his son at football practice. That's really cool stuff, Dante. I love it. Super Dad's a PHL. Get it done. What's up, Adam? LB88, Michael B. Good to see each and every one of you. Jacob, good to see you as well. Okay. Now, uh, TOV's in here. Jared's in here. Should be a fun live stream. Okay. Next thing. I've watched Mississippi State plenty of times over. Special teams are a little shaky. They have a young kicker. Uh, I believe he is a freshman kicker. And their punting hasn't been the absolute best. Um, however, they do have a really good return guy. And if you've heard me talk about him at length on this channel. His name is Xavion Thomas. And he is really freaking good at returning kicks and punts. And he returned two really good punts versus us last year, returned a touchdown versus Georgia, and then he had another return this past weekend versus Arizona for 25 yards. Okay. Uh, he is from New Orleans. He was in the transfer portal this offseason. And Aaron Anderson was in the transfer portal this offseason. And um, obviously, we, we took Aaron Anderson I don't know if Xavier Thomas was interested in going to LSU, but he decided to go back to Mississippi State. And he is really, really dangerous with the football in his hands. And it wouldn't shock me if they involve him a little bit more in the offense. But in the special teams aspect of things, he is a very, very good player. So there you go. Say hi to Simper. Good to see you. Um, Let's see. Prayers to Coach Lindsey. That's true, Brian. I'd love to have him. Uh, so, 
There you go. What's up, Jacob? Jacob says, I need my LSU. He needs it like the air he breathes. Okay. Skipper says, anyone I missed. Yeah. So um, I, 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 I've touched on everything I want to get to. If you guys have any Mississippi State questions, let me know. I've watched a good bit of them today. And I have also watched a good bit of LSU. I always do that every day, though, uh, to be prepared for this live stream. The next thing, I want to talk about verticality in the LSU offense. I do feel that there was a vertical shot or two that we could have had more versus Grambling. Um, But Jaden did show some verticality, which was really freaking good. It's going to be interesting to see if Mississippi State um, decides to play pitch and catch. So, let's go. What's up, Van? Good to see you. He says, give out the stuff. Shout out to Bozeman. So, yeah, there you go. I want everyone uh, – you know, I know I, know I don't want to uh, keep here, but we are big dog people here on PHL. And as many things Van loves in this world, LSU football, obviously the Ringerverse, all that stuff, there is nothing more he loves than this dog. I I swear. Okay, I thought I loved dogs. I've never seen a man love his dog quite like Van loves Bozeman. So there you go. So uh, Van or Bozeman get to pick the next topic. And as many of you know, we're big dog people here. And I will say this, all right? I feel really bad for Mason Smith, man. Lost his dog recently. It's a sad, sad thing, man. Anybody that's been through it. So, uh, but yeah, Bozen, awesome dog. Me and Bozen hit it off. I kind of, you know, I've gone back and forth on this. So maybe one of you guys in the comment section, and I know we keep it LSU in, in the beginning, but I've never had a bigger dog. I've not. I've always had just smaller dogs. So, oh, okay. I will do it. Van's favorite things in life. Let's go. Let's go through the list here. All right. At number three, it's Ringerverse LSU. Okay, Marvel LSU. Okay. Number two, it's Bozeman, and number one. We all know what that is. Parties thrown by Shaquille O'Neal. I'm kidding. Uh, Kalika. Kalika is wonderful. Shout out to Kalika. And uh, shout out to everyone who has dogs and a significant other. <laughs> I, I, I know Kalika so mad at me. Uh, it's all good, though. Let's go to Jared. And uh, let's keep it going. Carter, does Mississippi State have mid-receivers to go with our mid-DBs? I like it. <laughs> Jared is so crazy. Um, yes, they do. 
And part of it is because of the portal. All right. Makai Polk was a really good receiver for them a few years ago. He left. I think he actually went to the NFL. He didn't go to another school. But their best wide receiver, who was really good versus us last year, was Ra Ra Thomas. Now, Ra Ra Thomas did have the biggest dropped pass of the season versus us last year. And I think he would still be running right now if he did not drop this pass versus us on a slant on third down. Uh, but he went to Georgia and he was a, a difference maker. They also lost um, number 85 who slips my mind. I think his last name was Williams. And he was a guy that actually muffed the punt. He is a really good receiver for them as well. He has left. So, that was Will Rogers, probably his two favorite targets. And now his number one target, Jared, is the guy who almost returned the kickoff return uh, versus us. So I think for me, um, Tutu Griffin, Lateric Griffin, number five, is the guy that you need to be on the lookout for. Now, Wally, number 11, is a really good player, too. Now... What I will say about both of them, Jared, is they are not jump ball receivers. That, that's just not who they are. They're good receivers. They are not get up, go get it kind of guys. Um, so, yeah, I love that. You know, that should match up pretty well with us. But the bottom line is this, Jared. The left side of Mississippi State's offensive line is not good. That's why I put their left tackle on the thumbnail. Harold Perkins and B.J. Ojolari ate him alive. And his nickname is Dollar Bill. That's why the title of the video was what it was. We should eat. This is a good matchup for Mason Smith uh, to get going versus the middle of their offensive line. And... Will Rogers cannot run. Now, he can scramble some here or there, but he cannot run. So our pass rush should have a good day. It should if our DBs show up and play somewhat better. Okay? We go to Van Super Chat. Let's talk about what I need to see for the DBs when it comes to improvement. Okay. So, Let's start from the beginning and acknowledge something going into the season. I never like to be too critical of anybody at LSU. I never do. It doesn't come off well. I also want everyone to succeed. I want everyone to know this. But it got to a point where I had started receiving so much information about the practices, not only from media that was there, but others that were there that the DBs just kept getting destroyed. And then you had the spring game where the same thing happened. And then you have, you know, bits and pieces just come out and it was time for us to acknowledge that this is a massive issue. Okay. And uh, Florida state obviously capitalized on it. And then it became a question, well, was it Florida State being really good or was it them not being so good? 
then grambling happened, and now we're in a position where we are panicking. Um, and you should be. Th this room is a mess. It is an absolute mess. Um, we're not tackling well. We're losing our leverage, not playing with confidence, not playing with that DBU swag. But this is more of an offseason topic. We'll have plenty of time to discuss this during the offseason. I do think we need to start reevaluating LSU defensive philosophy just in general, right? Take a look at the last four seasons. Once again, this season is currently happening. Our defenses have been more bad than good. We have had more bad defensive performances than good defensive performances. And you, you guys know uh, the, the Orgeron scheme was one thing I, I said a gazillion times over. We played man coverage on every snap. The truth is the defense has been way better with Madhouse, but that's not really saying a lot. We've had some really poor performances defensively, and it, it's it's a different time than you know LSU football when it was the opposite, where our offenses were lagging behind and defensively we were struggling. Um, but that's more of a macro topic, you know, for the offseason. What I need to see from the DBs van is number one. Turn your head. Turn your freaking head, okay? If it is a jump ball and the ball – and it's – let's just say it's not like one of these quick passes that Aaron Rodgers throws on a line and it's a back shoulder throw where you really can't turn your head. That's one thing. But on some of these throws, you have the opportunity to reposition your body and turn your head and make a play on the football, Right? Um, you know, I've tried to push off the Ashton Stamps hype. I really have because I don't like ever saying a true freshman is ready to go when I don't feel like that person is ready to go. But at this point, I am perfectly fine with playing him. He made a really good play on the football versus Grambling, and he turned his head. He found it and 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 broke the pass up. Now, let's start with uh, obviously leverage, and that's kind of hard to explain on a live stream. It's got to be better. We can't lose our leverage. Brian Kelly you know, brought that up in the press conference. It's one thing to do it versus Keon Coleman. It's another thing to do it versus Grambling. Number two, I know a lot of you have been very vocal about major burns recently. What else do you want to do? What else do you want to do there at safety? So Somebody tell me what you would like to see at safety other than major burns at this point. I, I, I'm certainly open for answers. And I was looking at the LSU safeties and I was like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we, I don't, I don't know if we have another option there. Corner. Sure. Okay. But now like we started the live stream with, with the news that Brian Kelly confirmed that JK Johnson is out. There are no saviors. This is what we have. This is what we are going to need to deal with for the rest of the season. We have got to be better. And, also, Van, you know, even outside of the technical aspect of it, just going with the mentality that you are that BAMF, man. You are that dude. I think the confidence isn't there, and I'm not really a big, well, the confidence is or that or whatever. Go out there and, and be confident. Don't go out there thinking that you're playing the game like you're trying to not make a mistake. No, go out there with the mindset of doing your job first, and then when it's time, make a play on the football. Let's see some playmaking.
Um, one thing I would also like to see, Van, is just more press. Quit playing off of these guys. We're not doing a good job playing off of these receivers. Press them up. Press them up. Okay? And I'll make this point again. The next two weeks features very favorable wide receiver matchups. Arkansas, to me, has by far the worst group of receivers in the SEC. Now, they've got a great quarterback, and they got a great center, and they got a great running back. But uh, and the same thing I kind of feel for Mississippi State. I don't think that this wide receiver grouping is the absolute best. So we should we 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 should be good to go. We should. You hear my dog in the background? Ha ha ha. Haley's just not getting home. Uh the most popular schools amongst the athletes are Mississippi State, Florida State, and back in the day, Nebraska. All those schools send NOLA area coaches. Man, it is shocking when you actually go break it down. How many freaking good Mississippi State defensive players there have been? There are so freaking many of them. And they're they're, they're not just good. They're great in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, and they've, they've, they've got it again this year. They, I know they lost Forbes. I know they lost Tyrus Wheat. Like I said at the beginning, I'm not sure if there's a spectacular player on this team, but there are a lot of good players. Pickering, their defensive tackle, is good. Jet Johnson and Nathaniel Watson, their backers, number 14 and number 44, really good football players. Now, they're not spectacular, but they are really good, and they both had picks this past weekend. And their safeties are really good as well. One of their corners is from, I think, northern Louisiana. Um, but, yeah, in the PHL Patreon, you get my advance breakdown, and you'll see uh, a few extra notes on all those guys. So make sure you check it out. Let's go to Dante. Is the level of competition a problem for our corners, not including Denver? Or are they just uh, not that good? Um, yeah, I think. You got to ask the question if, if you know, it would be one thing, Dante, if this wasn't kind of sort of a thing going into this year, but it kind of was sort of a thing. Moves I Alexander to safety and put stamps there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, that's probably not a good idea. I don't think Zion Alexander's ever been a safety. Uh, I kind of like him as 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 an outside corner as well. So uh, there you go. What's up, fantastic? Good to see you. Let's go to Black OT. A lot of talk about how bad the DBs have been, but I haven't seen anyone beat because of coverage ability. They just need to get their heads turned around. There's a lot of hope there. True. I do think with repetitions, your players could get better. I also think the wide receiver talent in the SEC this this year just isn't as good as it has been. So you do have that going for you. Um, so yeah, I I've 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 got to be real. I I totally agree with you. Got to turn your heads now. Obviously, it's more than just that. Um, but I I want to see more press. Let's get physical. Let's get physical, physical. Let's get physical. Hey, bubs. 
Don't let Sissy run in here. Why? I don't want to see her. Why? Sissy, come here, baby. Say hi. And say hi. Oh, baby. Now, what in the Quaker Oatster are you wearing? You know what? I knew you'd say something look at about that. Matilda. And you know what? How many compliments I got on my outfit today? It's the fact that you, I work in look fashion at this. and you don't know fashion. Look at my fashion. It's fashion. terrible. You're not fashion. And look at all these derbies over here. Look at that. Huh? 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 Let's keep it going with Cody L. Harold on the edge and Wit in on third down. Wit may be one of the better coverage linebackers out there. What's pretty good. I'm a huge Whip Weeks guy. Made a huge play on the kickoff return. I cannot stress this enough. If you have not seen our film study, the kickoff return, where Caleb Jackson should have taken it to the house, but Sage Ryan tackled him. Um, God, I, I feel bad for Caleb because he, he would have housed it. Wit and West Weeks do some amazing blocks. Okay. Um, and that would have been really cool because they're brothers and they would have had that moment. That was funny. What's up, Van? Look at Van showing you some love oh, right there. Oh, thanks, Van. <laughs> Joseph says he feels like going to I, Cracker Barrel. We, huh? We huh? Huh? Tiger Boy, are you coming to the Arkansas game? You told me you were. Hit me up, man. We can we can link up. Maybe I'd be coming. Not. Sissy? No. She she's coming. She's, she's going in Tiger Stadium? No. God, no. Did you see? I'll leave you alone. But did you see that TikTok I sent you about at the baseball game last night where everybody brought their dog and they did the Simba holding them up? like? Oh, everybody did, did it? Everybody did it? Animals. Let's go. Huh? 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 Let's Bouncies. go for my dinner. Come on. All right. Fajitas. Are we doing fajitas? Steak fajitas? No, that's supposed to be for the end. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Never oh, God. I screwed it up. I'm Everybody's sorry. leaving. Everybody's Bye. leaving. Yes, because everybody waits till the end to know what I'm eating for dinner. That is basically it. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I, I, I had not seen her. Uh, today, uh, but yeah, nothing wrong with the vest. I mean, now if this, if Jim Tressel was a guest, he'd be like, now hold on, give me her number. Now, if you didn't get that joke, you're not a true college football fan. If you didn't get that joke, cause that joke is a part of LSU history. When we beat him. In the year 2007, and I was in New Orleans with my father watching that happen. Now, I've touched on everything that I wanted to get to. I am happy to keep blabbering on. But if you have a question, feel free to super chat it. We'll go straight to it. But if you have an LSU-related question, fire it on in here, especially if you're a first-timer. And if you've never commented before... I, I I get this all the time. Hey, I want to comment, but I'm, I don't want to interrupt the flow of the thing. Put your comment down. Introduce yourself as a PHLer. There's no reason to not show yourself right now. 
I don't care if you're in Baton Rouge. I don't care if you're in Bossier. I don't care if you're in Bismarck. I don't care. Let me know what you want to talk about LSU football related. We do need Jaden to play better in this game. Fourth quarter Jaden in this game last year. Sheesh. He was amazing. It was amazing. Let's go to Black OT. Alternative safety. Sounds like a good band name you would hear on Sirius XM Faction. Uh, Deuce Chestnut. I like his aggressiveness and experience. Corners rotate Zai, Stamps, Denver, Welsh. Other safeties, Sam's, Nickel, Brooks. I do like me some Andre Sam. Uh, he, he had the one really bad missed tackle in this past game. But I do like his tenacity. I do like his energy. Uh, I also just like his experience. He is in year seven. So he was in the same recruiting class as Miles Brennan. Same recruiting class as Justin Jefferson. So that's how long he's been playing college football. And you could tell he kind of knows every defense you could potentially play. I like him. I like him as our nickel. Um, I am I am beginning to lose patience with Sage Ryan. I I I I'm I just am. Um but if we don't have any other options, let's do it. Now, I saw Cry and Belly bring this up about JV and Toviano. And we've talked about this at length as well. It's 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 hard. It's really, really, really hard to not quite understand why he hasn't played at all at this point. The Brian Kelly redshirt comments last Thursday. Um Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um... I will also say this, okay? I do feel Brian Kelly knows, and every coach knows, that the offensive side of the football is more important than the defensive side of the football. That has changed. I do think you used to be able to just win with a great defense, uh, and I think if you have like what Georgia had in 2021, it is still possible to do it. Okay. And you obviously can do it with, you know, a not so great defense and a very good offense. But I do feel right now, and I, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be real speaking from the heart. I do feel we're a little USC ish right now. Okay. USC, second year of the Brian Kelly era, second year of the Lincoln Riley era. You've had some really good offense and mostly not so great defense, okay? Now, USC's offense has been better than our offense, and their defense has been worse than our defense. Uh, 
But I say I feel USC-ish because I feel as if we are getting Alex Grinched here for a little bit, right? I, I'm I'm a little worried. And I'll, I'm not going to say I'm a little worried. I'm a lot worried, okay? And that's not necessarily an indictment on, on Madhouse or anyone. But I can tell you that there are people that are very furious with how the LSU defense has been, okay? Now, think about this, right? Most powers that be, you know, don't really think about the new age college football, how much easier it is for offenses to move the football versus defenses. It is a lot easier now than it's ever been. Can't hit the quarterback, so on and so on. But LSU fans, and to me to a certain extent, you shouldn't really care. We're LSU. We're known for great defenses. We are known. We are known for snot bubbles. Okay, we're talking about Jim Tressel. You want to know what LSU defense is known for? When I think LSU defense, one still image of LSU defense is the Allie Highsmith hit versus Ohio State. I think about that hit all the time. That was the most symbolic moment of that game, right? Him clotheslining Krenzel. I think about that play all the time. So whoever it takes to put out on that mother effing field, I don't care fashion stamps is, it's, it's not ready, play them. Let's go to Zach. Any ideas on what's keeping Womack off the field? I think I'd rather keep him, I'd rather, I'd rather him than Ovi at this point. So first things first, Shout out to PHL guest Ovi Agufu. It's obviously not been a great start to the season for Ovi in the first two games. I also don't quite understand the need for us putting him in a bunch of space and making him play coverage. Um, Zach, Deshaun Womack needs to start getting playing time. It might not be a good fit. Like, you know, when he played at St. Francis Academy in um, in Maryland, he played as kind of a 4-3 end. We don't really run a 4-3. But I was told one of his biggest attributes is scheme versatility. And if he is scheme versatile, which I honestly think he is, play him. Now, is he a jack linebacker or is he a Savian Jones in type of player? I don't know. He's kind of right in the middle there. And even Brian Kelly mentioned that they were trying to figure that out themselves. But I do think if you play him, you send a message to your team saying this. If you work your ass off and you make plays on special teams and you do things the right way, which obviously I can't speak on behalf of that. Only the people that are there every day can say if Deshaun is doing everything the right way. I would like to think that he is. He deserves playing time. He just does. Okay. He just does. Wayne, what's good? <laughs> man, what are you talking about? Oh, man, this live has been great. I'm not going to lie. Wednesdays at 6 have kind of become my favorite thing. I don't know. I kind of like the the one hour, 6 p.m. I, I'll never – I don't know if I ever quit the two-hour live streams because they get wild. Tiger Boy wants Corey Raymond back. Ooh. 
Yeah, thank you so much. He is gorgeous. I am confident to a certain extent. Huh? 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 Colorado's going to be USC? Dang, Amacat, coming in hot. The one topic that I think I'm going to get really tired of, and and I want to do national sports commentary, but one topic I'm it's just going to be hammered home a thousand times is when is Dion going to take an NFL job? I hope he never does. This has been so much fun, him being at the college level. Let's go here. Who's ever now tight in? If MT86 is out, it is indeed going to probably be Mac Markway. But I would also say I'd rather just run 10. I'd rather just run 10 personnel. Because if you truly don't think Mac Markway is ready to play every down tight end, then don't play him. Kamarion Pimpton is a special talent. He is the best receiving tight end on the roster right now. He's, I, I really do think he's that good. But I'm not sure if he's ready to block at an SEC level. It is a lot. Because you got to keep in mind, Mason Taylor in high school actually played tight end. Kamarion Pimpton played wide receiver, right? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'd, I'd want Pimpton out there every down. I will say Jackson McGohan showed me a few things on special teams. So maybe he deserves some, some time and Connor Gilbert had a good bounce back game. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, we, we need Mason. We, we just do because we're still very, very, very thin at tight end. Now, Omar Spates, we'll see. They're they're both listed as probable. So, yeah. So Colorado would beat us right now? I mean, I bet the over. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Shadour Sanders is, is him. It's not him that I'm scared about, dude. Those are Seavers for Colorado. I mean... One outside of maybe USC and and definitely Florida State and probably us. Our receivers are freaking stacked, bro. You're right, B. Wyman. It's been it's been a mixed bag. It's been a it's been a mixed bag up to this point. So. What do we want to do here? Billy the Kid, welcome. It's okay to be a little worried. You should be worried. You should be worried. Here's Dante. Do you think the offense should run RPOs against Mississippi State's 335? All right. So... The RPO stuff for us has been a little bit of a mixed bag. One thing that we've kind of struggled with is the throw aspect of the RPO game. Now, I'm really glad you brought this up, Dante, because the RPO was a massive reason why we beat Mississippi State two years ago when we last went on the road and beat them in an 11 a.m. game. 
And also, that game was mostly won by Kayshawn. He was so freaking good in that game. He made a lot of difficult plays for us. Uh, and he did it against Emmanuel Forbes, who was a first-round pick. So, you know, I was Kayshawn at his absolute peak. And he was stupendously good in that game. And the RPO stuff was it was a big hit. And one thing we we, we did see versus uh, Grambling is last year, LSU was more of like an inside zone team. So we didn't really pull our alignment a whole lot. We did some of that. And the reason why I like that a little bit more is because if you are pulling, normally the player that pulls the most in an offensive line is your guard. Okay. Emory Jones is a nasty puller. Now, how do I know this? I don't. <laughs> That's just my projections. He was, since I've been doing the, the grading stuff, I think he's been the third highest graded prospect that, that I've had in the last like four or five years. I really like, I, I loved him coming out of high school. And I viewed him as a guard. And he played mostly offensive tackle in high school. I really do think if if he is a guard, he becomes a massive, massive difference maker for our team. Um, with him and Lance on that right side, they could be lethal. Um, also think Will is playing at a really high level for us right now. I really do think so. Let's go to Jackson. Yikes. And thank you for the super chat, Jackson. Jackson sent me with the Venmo. I appreciate you. Yikes, if Carter is worried, I'm terrified. Should you be terrified? I'll tell you this, Jackson. Let me answer this from a micro and a macro perspective. Am I worried about the near future of LSU football in this season? You bet. You bet. Okay. Um, we have got some good quarterbacks coming up on the schedule. All right. I do think Will Rogers is a little bit on the lower end of that scale for me. Um, but he is still really good. And I'm telling you right now, KJ Jefferson is him. He is the best quarterback in the SEC. We'll we'll, we'll handle that when it when it comes our way. And then obviously we have Peyton Thorne and Auburn and all those guys coming up. Um, so, yeah, and you got those back-to-back road games. Uh, this this schedule is going to be messy. And the issue, Jackson, that I have is I would feel more comfortable about that if we consistently played at our peak, all right? And this is the issue, and this would be the one thing I would say uh, about Brian Kelly, okay? Obviously, I collect the few cards he has. I give them out. I like them. Did a whole post on the Patreon defending him uh, about how some of the recruits have missed from the Orgeron era and how that's still holding him back. I will say, all right, if you constantly preach process and standard and all of that, you do consistently need to see that from your team. And at this point, we're not getting that. We, we've not gotten that. Okay, now you could still win a lot of games and win the West, but not necessarily play championship level football, if that makes sense. Right. Because if we were playing at a championship level, 
we wouldn't have got ran off the field by Georgia. Wouldn't have got ran off the field by Texas A&M. Wouldn't have had a completely awful half versus Florida State. So that's not me putting down on the program that I love. That's me telling you the truth. Okay? And sometimes that hurts. So, yeah, Jackson, you should be worried about the near future. But the macro, not really worried. I'm serious. I'm not really worried for a few reasons. The first is one thing I consistently think hurts your program is if your head coach has other aspirations. Brian Kelly has no other aspirations other than winning a national championship. This is one of the programs you can do it. One of the few. There's probably 10 to 15 that you can do it, and he's there. I don't think he wants to coach in the NFL. So not worried about that. I would hate to be a Michigan fan. Hate it. It would drive me freaking crazy if I was an administrator having to worry about Harbaugh going to the NFL every year. Okay? So I'm not worried about the long term. I'm not. We're recruiting well. Do we need to recruit better? Yes. Do we need to recruit the trenches better? Yes. Yes. Do we need to coach better? Yes. All those things are true. But for the most part, while I think we have not played consistently elite football, we still won the West. And we still had a really good half versus Florida State. And we played a good game offensively versus Grambling. But now is the time to fix some of the issues that we had from last year. We were not good in morning games last year. We were not good on the road outside of the Florida game. So, Jackson, to to your question, a really elite coach finds the answers to these things, and we get better. So th- that's the thing. That's the thing. So we we've got we've got a really 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 good thing going here with BK. We just got to stay on board, and we also want to see better results. We just do. Um, and also I'll say this, okay. After looking at this really closely for a while, and we'll touch on this because we are ending the, 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 we're towards the end of the stream here. I cannot state enough how much it hurts your program when your blue chip guys give you nothing, which is why, you know, you, you save it for Patreon. It's, it's, it's a little bit more direct and in detail, but we're getting a lot of nothings from guys that were elite blue chip recruits. Now, as I always say, college football is hard and some guys don't work out. Okay. Um, it's just the truth. It's just the truth. But it hurts your depth. <laughs> it just does. It really, really, really does. And if you actually go look at the guys that we missed on, you'll, and, and I say guys we missed on, just guys that just weren't, weren't good football players. You then begin to see, oh, crap. We're also, by happen to be really thin at these spots, too. But I think BK was right. We're still we're still a year or so away from getting to that elite championship death. But at the same, at the same time, we still got a really good shot of turning this thing around and potentially finding our way back into the playoff picture. Yeah, it does. It really, really does. I did like seeing Garrett Nussmeyer get the QB sneak game going. 
Uh, yeah, Calvin, I mean, I can't, I mean, there's just nothing you can really do about that right now. We just got to see what's going to happen with that. And I hope Jimmy comes back fully healthy. That's receiving. I don't think Pimpton got a target. Yeah, nothing will ever be as bad as that. Nothing. And they had five pick sixes. Huh? 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 But yeah, they were awful. Played 10 games, eight where they gave up seven yards for a player better. That's horrible. Yeah, nothing will ever come close to the 2020 defense. I hope. I, I, I hope. I mean, unless we play the Chiefs 12 times over. It does make you feel a little bit better about yourself that we've seen all these receivers have drop issues. And then you see the Kansas City Chiefs play on Thursday Night Football. Last week, you're like, dang, even the NFL guys can't catch. Now, here's what we're going to do. We got five more minutes left. If you got a question that you want to answer right now, feel free to super chat it. Um, we do have to announce a winner for the BK card. Van, our top super chatter of the evening. Also, my good friend, Black OT. Rome, I appreciate the text uh, earlier today, and Jared A. So, let's see. Who are we giving this BK card out today? D-Rock, good to see you again. Uh, who, are we, who are we giving the BK card out today? Brian says, has there been a misevaluation at cornerback? There have been a lot of secondary misses, I'll, I'll tell you that. But hopefully Ashton's stance is, is him. Uh, let's give the BK card to uh, a super chatter. And his name is Jackson Carney. Congratulations, Jackson. I know you're super busy with uh, all the good work you do. Um in the uh, the 504. So I want to hook you up with a Brian Kelly card. This is for you, Jackson. Just uh, DM me your address. I think you have my number, Jackson. You can text it to me as well. Congratulations. You win the Brian Kelly card tonight. What's up, Sibley? Good to see you. Let's go to, let's go to Tom. <laughs> Tom Wood. Panic, panic. We played Florida State. Seven-point difference going into four quarters. We are a top-five team. Now, let me let me ask you guys this. Type Y for yes, type N for no. Do you believe LSU is a top-five team in all of college football? Type Y for yes, type N for no. Let me know. Um... Top five is is ugh. I don't know. Top fifteen, yes, they're they're a top fifteen team. Offensively, they're for the most part playing pretty well. So I, I'll, I'll give them top fifteen. But top five? Well, we know Florida State is one of those teams. I, I don't think 
any one of you would disagree with that. Georgia's better. They've not been tested, but they're better. Um, Michigan, I think you'd have to put there. I'm still going to put Ohio State there. And then at number five, can't believe I'm about to go with another Big Ten team. Why not? We shouted them out in the last video. Penn State. Penn State's a program I think could really start moving the needle soon. Let's go to D. Oh, yes. It was your birthday yesterday. Shout out to you. We love the wives of PHL, and you also are a personal supporter of mine, D. I really appreciate it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Some of you are probably like, wait, I've never heard of this happy birthday. No. The happy birthday is happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. I got a photo of me, you, and Black OT here somewhere. I can't find it. I don't know where it is. So how about we do this instead? In honor of your birthday, let's put two goats up there. Why not? Let's keep it going. D? Tukey, Mello, and Daddy TV. Now that's a name. So am I talking to Tukey, Mello, or Daddy here? Alabama, the fighting Tommy Reese's. So I don't know, Tookie, if this would be the, the place to say, number one, that Alabama would crush the team that just crushed us. Number one, it's not true. Number two, we do have Notre Dame fans that watch our channel. Some are very silent because, well, they they love them some Brian Kelly. Uh you're not going to get Alabama sympathy here from Notre Dame fans because Notre Dame fans will love nothing more than to see Tommy Reese fail. Okay. But I don't know if Alabama would crush Florida State. In basketball? Sure. Sure. Leonard Hamilton's a good coach, but Nate Oates. Man, they've been recruiting. They've been recruiting. But football. I don't know. We've also had a lot of Florida State Super Chatters this week. I wish they were in here now. But look, it's okay. If you're an Alabama fan and you're watching this right now, Put my hat forward to make it classy right here. Your ass this year. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay every now and then to not have a great team. I defended your players on my SEC channel last night. You are dookie water this year. It's okay to admit. Now, you're not bad. You'll probably still go nine and three. But both times Quinn Ewers has played you guys, he has looked like 
freaking Peyton Manning. This ain't hard, y'all. Now, I got some good news for you guys. Even though this live stream is ending, I did a whole film study that some of you have not been able to see, and it's right here. I'm calling it right now, and I know what you guys are going to say if it doesn't happen. You jinxed it, but I'm spe- I'm not jinxing anything. I'm speaking it into existence. We're always negative this, negative that. Now let me put my fan hat on for just a second. Turn this thing back around. Harold Perkins is going to cause so much havoc this weekend. I'm speaking it into existence. Mason Smith and Makai Wingo are going to wreck shop. Wait, is wreck shop? I'm, I'm getting old. Is wreck shop still a thing? I also saw this on Twitter today. And, dude, this pissed me off so bad. This pissed me off so bad. This was... The the, the the lamest take I've ever seen. Or some DJ out there that said In the Club by 50 Cent was an overrated song. Did anyone see this Twitter? Because And I was like, and it, our point was, well, it was a big commercial success, but no one was really playing it. You could not turn a radio on and that song not be played. I hear a bunch of bad takes. But Alabama better than Florida State is a take this year. And another take, and this one's actually a correct one, Harold Perkins is going to go off. Okay? Y'all remember Rex Shop? No, I don't do. I wouldn't do that, Jared. <laughs> uh, which corner? What corner is out for this game? J.K. Johnson. He is out for the year. And Brian Kelly just kind of confirmed it today. Thank you, Joshua. And the song still is a banger. It is still a bona fide mother effing banger. Now, I'll be chatting in the Discord for a little bit. So come on over. Dante just joined not too long ago. We'll be chatting about Harold Perkins. We'll be chatting about all that good stuff. Join the Patreon. When you sign up, you get a Joe Burrow card in the mail from me. Okay? Don't forget, I just linked the film study right here. So we'll talk to you soon. Eh, yes. Power. Hour. LSU. And tonight we are doing a steak fajitas, like Haley told you earlier. Let's freaking 